Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app. Hello, 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 and welcome to yet uh, another beautiful episode of Two Thumbs Undecided. I am uh, one host... And I am two hosts, Zachary Ferguson. And I'm Sam Ferguson, I should have said my name. Uh, uh, I'm going to real quickly close the door real quick as the music goes on. Uh, Zach, do you have anything to say to the lovely people? Uh, yeah, no, it's just, uh, it's a, um, it's great having the weather be what it is. Uh, it hasn't rained too much. Um, it's, uh, it's getting warmer. I, uh, I walked around naked yesterday uh just walking around uh outside through my uh, bleach blonde uh well i'm hair. back um uh, <laughs> i i blonde i it was so hot outside is that how you it, celebrated your equinox yes and uh yeah that's what i did is i walked around outside uh naked just saying equinox <laughs> Equinox. This is a very typical day in Pittsburgh, <laughs> by the way. Um, people tend to do that. That's that's a, it's a cultural thing. If you think that's weird, that's on you. Um, well, some people were uh, disgusted. Some people rejoiced. Other people took photos. There was one person who broke down and cried. Mm. Uh, she was. Uh, she said, "The equinox is here." Mm-hmm. Um. Because of what did she say that? Uh, do you think it was in reaction to your to me, uh, bleached? Yes. Uh, sorry, I, I only caught the bleached part and you walking around naked. I don't know exactly what was bleached, but uh, just my hair, just your hair. Oh, okay, cool. Well, anyways, uh, we got a pretty cool episode, I think, prepared for you. Um, uh, we unfortunately, um, what's the one government agency that's in charge of, um, like ads, EPA? oh ads, uh, FDA, FDA. No. Uh, no, that's not it. Anyways, well, we uh, we got in a little bit in trouble with whatever go- uh, cover uh, government is in charge with ads because um, we had some false advertising. Um, in charge of uh, what? Ads. What did we do? Uh, well, we said that we would have Eileen Lee uh, on this episode. Oh. Um. Oh, it's the FEC. Sorry, uh, I'm reading my my summons right now to come to the FEC. Now, um, we will not have that on this episode. Uh, we are going to have that on next week's episode. Uh, now, I, what are you talking about? Eileen Ling Lee, the um the first man, uh, sound mixer, uh, oh. who we were scheduled. Um, so. It is I take full blame for this. Um, and for those of anyone who works in uh, across the country in different time zones, um, I was very cognizant that L.A. was three hours behind. But what I forgot was when scheduling the studio to, um, uh, to do this, I forgot that Thursday... At 12 a.m. is not the same as uh, Thursday at 9 
uh, <laughs> PM in LA. Um, so it's, it's a Wednesday. It's so I, I, I can't, I scheduled the wrong day and, but we rescheduled and it's going to be next week. And, you know, I think right now I'm, I'm, I'm 20 years old. Um, are you serious? Are you, are you ashamed of being your own age right now? I'm, I'm perpetually ashamed of my Are age. you serious? I was five and I told people I was four. I I I'll take your word on that. I don't remember you ever talking about your age. Well, I didn't tell about it to you. I don't we don't talk about age in our household. Yeah, we just become. We, we just, just are. It's all we, well, it's not really arbitrary, but I I judge my age by how many times Pluto circles around us. Um so I'm still only like 6 at this point. That wow. So you don't you don't even judge your own age by a, a real planet. What? No, don't yeah. you fucking dare, Pluto! I, I think I think what happened is <laughs> we were realizing scientists were doing. <clears throat> pardon me, scientists were doing real uh research, and they realized there's actually only one real planet, and it's Pluto, and all the other planets are different and strange. And they were just like, okay. We gotta, we gotta be a planet, obviously, because we're Earth, That's and you know we're, you know, still part of the heliocentric, or I forget which one is which, um, but we're still like Earth has got to be number one. So Pluto's the weird one, you know? Yeah, uh, it's always a, it's always a, a strange, uh, th- you know, those motivational uh, posters on Facebook that are like it's a picture of just a random image. And then some words. No. I, I like, you know, it's like being alone is stronger than being with people. Mm. And it's like a picture of a guy on top of a hill. Mm-hmm. Usually I see those ironically, but it, it actually hurts my eyes seeing someone post it unironically. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny. Because I don't need a poster to tell me how to feel. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, uh, this is an auditory uh, medium we have here, so we don't have to have posters. Uh, and we have some ads. Yeah. Uh, for instance, uh, you're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, Radio Free Brooklyn. Okay, I've already read that one several times. Also, uh, what? How is my audio, by the way? It's not, it's not. It's the same. I think it's same old, same old. Really? Yeah. What? I'm speaking on my phone. Oh, really? Yeah. Sorry okay. Well, maybe it's know. not as great. Like it's better than calling in. Yeah. So, well, my uh, yeah, okay. It's it's, it's fine for right now. Up. No one's no one's called in explaining why is his audio off the walls. Um, yes. So that's normally how I judge things. Well, um, that's uh, that's uh, you know, just news for the listeners on where I'm at, uh, how I'm calling in. But uh, yeah, we're trying to the listeners usually they they. From what I've got, uh, like read from my fan mail, is that twenty uh, percent of the listeners usually just listen to uh, to the uh, film, like film news, mm. and then they turn it off. Oh, because that this well, is where they maybe get we should film move the news. film film news to the end, huh? Yeah, but I I like the symmetry of uh, doing it at the beginning, and then talking about what we do, mm. like what we saw at the end. Well, that doesn't make sense, but anyways. 
Um, so, I actually have, well, well beso- before we go into film news, the reason why I wasn't talking to you before this, uh, you might have thought I was being very rude. I was actually yes. setting up a little uh, game oh. um, that we're going to play. Do you have, oh, you're using your phone right now. Uh, yes. But I you, have my computer open. Oh, well, can you uh, go on to Instagram? Okay. Computer. Go on to the two thumbs undecided Instagram. And this is fun for you at the audience uh, if you're not listening to this on your phone. Or, I mean, I guess you could do this also if you're using your phone. <laughs> um, go on to our two thumbs undecided Instagram page. And uh, I I took some, I snapped a few shots um, before coming in today off of Bogart Street, which is where our, our studio is. And... Um, and I had it. I had it transform these from raw footage, which I for some reason. What camera? Oh, you know, just my T6 Canon. It's the bar- bottom of the barrel. You know, pretty soon they'll be selling these with like kids' meals, and McDonald's. But uh, it's a good fit camera because it still uh, pertains to what we're doing uh, for this little game, which is called Name That F Stop. <laughs> yes. One of my favorites. So what we're going to uh, be doing, uh, Zach, I already know the answer to these. So you're the main contestant. But if for some reason anyone at home uh, or wherever you are or, you know, home is where the heart is. So hopefully you have a heart in yeah. your in your body. Unless you're Dick Cheney, um, as per Vice. Um, please call in if you have an idea of what uh, the thing is. Our phone number is 780- or 718-928-928. 9732 call in and uh, see if you know the f stuff. So we're going to uh, start with number uno. I'm still um, getting into Instagram. Oh, you're still getting into Instagram. Yes, I mean if I knew about this beforehand, can I just say some film news? Okay, fine. Real quick. Get into film news, but yes. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. So, something very exciting that's coming out that was announced I think this week. Uh, the Criterion Channel is coming out on April 8th. Ooh. Yes. April so 8th. So you can, for a small fee, I think it's like four, maybe like $8, eight, $14, you can mm-hmm. uh, watch a bunch of uh, Criterion movies, hmm. which is my bread and butter. Mm-hmm. I love looking at it. Okay. So uh, it's taking a long time for... This to load on my computer. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, so how about you start first? Oh, you already, well, already know, know all them. the answers. Uh, is there any other film news going on? Uh, that's uh the only. Oh, okay. I I see it. Oh, you see it there now. You go. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I feel like there's probably other film news, but I'm not. I'm. Not, I can't think of any right now. I mean, Us just came out, and I actually just watched that. But we can talk about that you at the did. end. Did I did? Oh, man, I really wanted. To, I want to ask you about it, but that's for the ending. Yeah, you got to stay tuned. All right. So uh, the first one in the order. So uh, it's the darkest <coughs> of all the images. So just a little bit of preference here. I gave it in the description. Uh, guess the f stop at one hundred ISO, and one. One hundredth of a shutter speed. So knowing yeah, having that having that in mind, also for those of you who may you know not know parts of the camera, the shutters the f stop is uh start sorry for sniffling by the way I'll try to stop. Um, the f stop is the iris uh, the aperture on the camera 
it shows how uh, how much light comes into the camera when you're taking the photo. And the lower the f-stop, uh, the the wider, the larger the aperture is open. Uh, so allowing the most amount of light to come in. Um, and this is, and then obviously vice versa, you know, uh, the, 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 the higher the number, the, the, the more narrow the opening. And this is good for, you know, when you're messing around with shutter speeds and things like that, because uh, that, that also affects how bright and dark the images are. So uh, it's just another way of manipulating it. But anyway, so this is the f-stop of right outside. What do you think this f-stop is, Zach? The first one. Now, this is the one that is on Instagram right now, just for our viewers. What I think this f-stop is, it's pretty dark. So f-stop, I'd say is, uh, let's see, 50 is usually how. Yeah, I'd say like 65 ISO with... Um, Wait, what? 65 ISO? I yeah. told you the ISO is a hundred. Oh, at a hundred and the shutter speed is one. Don't worry about the ISO. Well, having that in mind that the ISO is a hundred, it's one hundredth of a shutter speed. Fine. I think the f stop is ten. Anyone else want to save the day? Call in. I'll give you five seconds. Five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one, one. Okay. All the fans are just uh, so intense on this game. They just couldn't remember what our number is. Yeah, a game. It's a radio show. Yeah, and you're so. Doing... Uh, oh, well, no. I mean, you got to have Instagram. You know, look up the image. So that's, um, that's true. This is, uh, this is 16. Oh, I was so close. Yeah. So next one. What do you think that one is? Ooh. That is a very bright one. Mm, bright Bart. Yes, <laughs> your favorite. I think that's uh, a 2.5. Closer, closer. Uh, but my camera doesn't go down to 2.5. Um, oh, so okay, I don't know if that's 2. an actual 5. aperture. That's not an aperture that, that you could choose, I don't think. 3.5. It's, uh, um, it's 4. Oh, that's yeah. pretty good. I was, that was close. Yeah, that's pretty good. All right, uh, third to last, what do you think? This mode. Third to last. How? There's oh, one. I see. There's four. Um, this one I think is six. Oh wow! You almost. I'll, I'll give that one to you. It's a six point three. Oh, okay. Six. And then this one. Let's see, eight point three is the last one. Yo, also very <laughs> close, but it's an eight. Oh. Um, also, I'm surprised I knew like I could guess that, but I don't usually I'm not usually good at that kind of stuff. Um, also, you know, the, there are like specific apertures that that are uh, that are like there's a, you, there's a specific apertures. Wait, like, let me pull it up. There's specific like numbers that you. Oh, my deal. Why is it like not showing up? That uh, are apertures like uh, three point five isn't an aperture. The closest mm-hmm. one is four. You know, it's like it goes from one point four to two to two point eight to four to five point six to eight to eleven to sixteen. So it kind of like doubles the one before. You know, so. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, 
so that that was our fun little game to get into the to the to the fun of of those things. And uh, we'll, whenever we have a DP on, uh, we'll ask them that question. Uh, yeah, we'll they that. probably can be like uh, that. Is uh, you're using a uh, Lineon uh, lens? It's a six point five seven seven two three five, and the lens was made by Hun- Hansel in uh, Gutenberg, <laughs> Germany. And he just got divorced, as you can tell. <laughs> like, uh, it's like those people who, uh, it's like that scene <laughs> from Napoleon. He just got divorced while making the lens. Yeah. yeah. Oh, while man. While lens. he was making the lens, he got divorced. Um, and you can tell because uh, there's, there's, the warp it's on sketched. The... It, well, it's also like etched into the thing that, damn, I should have gone in. <laughs> I should have uh, yeah. gone in an old You can clearly see he's stretched <laughs> in like, I'm divorced. I'm divorced. And she's taking everything. <laughs> Not this lens. Not this lens, though. This is the only thing. Yeah. This lens is the only thing I had left. And now it's yours. Um, <laughs> also, something in film news um, director Danny Boyle. Uh, comes out about talking about leaving Bond 25, number 25. He, oh, that's film news is him just saying, like, I felt really sad well, on leaving. I, I mean, okay, yeah, it's not the greatest news. But also, that being said, um, it is interesting because he was very kind of angry that he, he left. It wasn't like a, you know, sometimes people leave projects and things, but... Danny Boyle this time was like, I had a great idea and they didn't like it, so I left. So it was definitely creative uh, differences. And I don't even know why I brought that up. I don't really care that much. I mean, the only thing about Danny Boyle is now he has that new Yesterday film about uh, the Beatles, you know. What? Uh, he, he did that? Yeah, he's doing Yesterday. Wait, hold on. Are you talking about the movie where it's a world where... Where the Beatles never uh, existed. He he's doing that's him. He, he did it. Yes. He he directed it. Yes. Wow, that did not seem like a very Danny Boyle. I don't know, uh, Danny Boyle kind of movie. Mm. Yeah, it is. It, it seemed like that's oh, so weird. Okay. Anyways, if yeah, also a little bit of ad. Um, if you'd like to listen to Ready for Brooklyn, we are not in front. Oh, if you, okay, sorry. If you'd like to r- listen to RFB um, when you're not in front of your computer, please just consider just consider downloading the free app for your iPhone, and it's also for Android as well. I mean, I I'm not a I'm I'm not a huge fan of iPhone. I was an Android fan for the longest time, so we got both covered. Uh, it's available in the App Store for iPhones or the Google Play Store. We know where you get your apps. We don't know where you get your apps that you not digitally download the app and you can listen to it that way as well um also we're on itunes as well now uh if you're on our pod on apple uh, podcasts if you go in uh our newest episode is not up uh or from last week we'll put that up once this episode ends uh so yeah so that's that that's that that's the news and that's the game and uh i think we're gonna move on to our next part right zach yes my favorite parts. Mm. So it is the subject of our movie. Yes, or the, no, the subject of our pot or radio show for today. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. It gets confusing with all the different mediums we throw around, but uh, for this one, um, we 
I started off by being, um, uh, we tend to get the most amount of views when we make it about a specific, uh, director, uh, or yeah. a specific movie. So I was like, okay, what's the director in my mind? Uh, Alfonso Cuaron. Um, but I really don't know that much about Alfonso Cuaron. I mean, I know he did, uh, uh, spy or, um, Spinal Tap. Spinal no, he tap. did uh, Gravity, Children of Men, Roma. He I, also did the so Harry he, Potter. Yeah, Prisoner of Azkaban. Mm-hmm. Thing is, is uh, like oh, I feel actually, I, I feel like I've seen all of his like major stuff except for uh, Why to Mama Tamden. Mm, yes. Well, that was probably one of his. I think that was his like one of his first films. Um, but I instead wanted to. Reach, branch out a little bit more uh, and make it more about the the, the Mexican uh, trifecta of directors um, who all seem to be coming, make it big in a way, all at the same time. Um, and that's Alfonso Cuaron, uh, Del Toro, uh, who did Shape of Water and won the wow. Oscar, uh, and also Inyaritu, who did Birdman and won the Oscar for that. Uh, fun fact, fun fact about our directors. Mm-hmm. Um, Initu in, in and Inuritu. Uh, Alfonso, they were born in the same city. Really? In uh, what is this? Mexico City, Distro, Distrio Federal. Well, they were just born in uh, Mexico City. Yeah. Okay. But they were all born in Mexico. So that is, it is true. Yeah. They're, they're, but like, you, you know how. Um, Roma was kind of like a biopic mm-hmm. of Alfonso Corona. And same with Pan's Labyrinth for uh, Del Toro. Well, I'm just thinking, like, what happens? There was actually a little cameo of Inuritu. 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 Go ahead. Birdman guy. Can I? Anyways, what happens? The Birdman director. <laughs> yes, in your Ritu, go <laughs> ahead. This is going to be a tough episode. <laughs> oh, wait. It actually pronounces it on IMDb. Oh, thank God. In. Okay. in ha, I, <laughs> Are you having trouble pronouncing it with the pronunciation well, in front of you? The, the in your Ritu. In. I-H. <sighs> okay. In. Stop. Stop. There we go. Okay. I'm saying it right. Hinyaritu. Okay, yes. There you go. Inyaritu. Anyways, yeah. what were you saying about Inyaritu? What happened? Uh, he made like a slight, like, like he, as a boy, was in Roma. Oh. Yeah, like, it just like, not oh, like, uh, like one of the kids go up to this boy who's like, I don't know, messing around with a Super 8 camera. And they're like, what are you doing, little boy? And he's like, I'm going to be a director someday. <laughs> Wait, so the other little boys go up to other little boys and call them little boys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's kind of like one of those. Alfonso Caron goes around like, yeah, I was calling everyone little boys when I was a little boy. little boy. It's hey, like little boy. Old men, it's like when old people say like, like, oh, stop doing that, you old man. Yeah. I think we should uh, all um, comment right. on our <laughs> going back to how we began this episode. I think yeah. we should all uh, say call each other e- either by young or old. 
Um, and it's you up wanna, to you to decide what that that uh, that break off is. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. That's mean. Very mean. Some people. I would be a young it. man. I don't know. You're getting kind of old. I know. It's twenty twenty three. Twenty three is how old you're about to be. Uh, we don't talk about age here. Anyways, um, so these three people. I did a little bit of research. I've been uh, a little bit of research. Uh, there's an article uh, from Slate, um, how Mexico conquered the Oscars uh, with pictures of these three in the, on the front. Um, and it's actually kind of interesting. They, um, with uh, uh, Curon and um, Del Toro, they both didn't really start making movies until their 30s. Um, or that's when their first feature was, when they were in their 30s. Um, so it took some time. And I guess uh, uh, Inuritu um, <laughs> was was really big in radio before in the 80s. Um, and then he made started making films in 2000. So they were kind of, you know, they, they weren't the typical like young directors uh, who were making short films in their 20s and stuff. They were kind of a little bit late to their game. But now they're. They're, they're. I, I'd say they're, they're probably the some of the biggest, if not the biggest, directors in Hollywood right now. I, uh, I hate to, I hate to second guess you, but actually, I'm seeing. Uh, well, actually, he wrote that. No, yeah, it looks like both uh, Alfonso and Del Toro. They both made shorts when they were in their twenties. Oh no! Well, I guess sorry. Their first feature was in when they were when their thirties. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, Del Toro. Sorry to contradict oh. you again. His uh, first feature came out uh, when he was twenty nine. All right. Well, close enough. All right. You know, <laughs> cut me some slack. In I, their thirty early thirties, I would twenty nine. Totally. If I was a director, I would totally be like, "Yeah, my first feature came out when I was my twenties." Hmm. I don't know. Well, I was just reading this article as I was preparing for this, and maybe I'm wrong. But um, uh, but anyways, it's, it's, there's a lot to un- unbox with these three directors because honestly, maybe too much for just one episode, and especially since we've already spent 30 minutes uh, playing a really ingenious game that's sweeping the nation. Yeah. Uh, but if you had to choose just off the top of the, the old dome there, um, which which of <laughs> there- these... Mary kill or uh yeah yeah <laughs> Mary, Mary fucker oh, kill maybe we uh, I know it, like what were you gonna say well I was gonna say which is your favorite um my favorite out of these uh would probably just from the greatness of their films is Alfonso uh though mm. um I do like Birdman though yeah Del I would Tor- I would well, say here's the thing about um Al. Uh, in your uh, Birdman too. director in your too. Yes. Uh, his films. I don't know. I mean, I love love Birdman, but uh, I haven't really. I thought Revenant uh, was, um, you know, Oscar grabby, uh, and I haven't seen any of his other films. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah, really... I I need. To, oh, apparently he came out with a film called Flesh and Sand. Oh, that was a short film. Okay. Um, but like, um, yeah, I mean, I haven't seen, I've heard a lot of good things though about Babel. Um, Babel? Babel, yeah. I think it's Babel. I think it's pronounced Babel. Um, I've heard that's it. the film that kind of made, uh, what's his face? Uh, 
Uh, oh, Brad Pitt was in that. Damn. Yeah, no, I've, I've, or I think I might be getting confused with another film. Um, oh, no, no, no. I, I was thinking of uh, Beautiful. Uh, yeah, which Beautiful. Is That's what uh, Javier Bord- Bourdain, uh, it kind of made him famous. Yeah. See, um, but like Alfonso, all, like all the movies that I've seen of his are spectacular. Like they are masterpieces, I think. Like uh, Children of Men. One of the greatest sci-fi movies of oh, uh, Children this of Men is should go down in history as one of the greatest. And, and Gravity, I was I've only seen it once, and I saw it in theaters in IMAX 3D, and I was blown away. I was reeling from that. And then Roma, you know, I thought was uh, fantastic. Actually, I've been thinking about Roma, and I I really think that that's like truly a great movie. Thank you. Like a true, I think. I think Roma should definitely go down in history as one of the movies you need to watch before you die. It is interesting with Roma how it's so he was the director, writer, producer, editor, and cinematographer. Like that was his film. Like he put was- so much of himself into that. And it's a shame, honestly, that I got caught up in all of this uh this Netflix, you know. Feels like anytime a director works with Netflix, there there's all this controversy about like, oh, they're, they're going against cinema and all this stuff, and it's like, no, they're it's it's so, it's um, so hard another, to get money so, for films. Like, it's great that Netflix was willing to put it in theaters a, a little bit at all. Yeah, so uh, a little story that I've heard uh, down the uh, grapevine mm. is I heard um, soon after Steven Spielberg's. Uh, dismissal of Netflix movies for the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard that that very night, uh, Alfonso was uh, approached and and uh, assaulted at his own house by Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Steven Spielberg came to his house and started try. He tried to beat up Alfonso, saying like Netflix movies stink. He's going to Roma his face into the ground. <laughs> classic Spielberg. Uh, uh, yeah, Steven Spielberg. Classic. And it, yeah. Like, Steven Spielberg hates Netflix movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, those, I, I heard that as he well. Wants, I heard he that as well. To, <laughs> and, and another rumor that I want to start is, yeah, he, I think he's trying to... Um, you want to start. I think... Kill. But uh, we, I do... Uh, moving on from those two, because... I'd say Bird of the Three, I think uh, In Your Ritu's Birdman um, yeah. is my favorite of the, those three of the films they've made. Uh, really close by is Children of Men. Um, but also Del Toro has a very interesting um, filmography uh, that it seems to be mostly uh, more more so American films. I mean, especially with uh, in your Ritu, a lot of his films are are Spanish, have Spanish titles, or in in uh, I assume m- m- mostly Mexican uh, characters or actors. Um, and in Alfonso Corona as well, but uh, Del Toro, it seems like I'm just looking up briefly, unless you want to contradict me again. Uh, yeah. But it seems like most of his films I'm seeing are all uh, American. Um, well, besides Kronos, yeah, was... it seems Kronos was his first uh, Mexican horror film, uh, which I think was what what started his career. Um, yeah, but then he very quickly movie. transitioned to an American uh, sci-fi uh, uh, mimic in the 90s and 97. 
Um, and he has he has an interesting uh, career. Uh, I mean, obviously, Del Toro's his main thing is like monsters. He loves monsters. Pan's Labyrinth. He's very, yeah, he's very much like a sci-fi nerd. He he is a big geek from what I've uh, seen of his like like he had in his house. He has a whole room dedicated to uh, horror movies. Mm-hmm. Like he has like little uh, Cthulhu skeletons. He's got original memorabilia stuff. So he's a he is a nerd uh, through and through. Um, which is why his movies are very much uh, like, I mean, he's done two superhero movies technically. Yeah. Uh, but he's the cool, like superhero guy, you know, blade. Nobody was really knew about blade. Oh, well he did blade too, I guess, mm-hmm. which I've seen. And it is, uh, it's a, uh, it's pretty cheesy. I mean, blade two is the one that I know. Like I, no one really oh. talks about blade. Most people, I, love, I feel I, like, talk. I really when I, I mean, the first time I saw Blade One, I was like a teenager and I didn't care about filmmaking and you know technique mm. or like dialogue. But Blade Two, I watched recently, and it's pretty cheesy. Like the dialogue is very much like, you know, like and eat that out your ass mm-hmm. <clears throat> or something. You know, like they just put in random swears. I mean, that's genius filmmaking right there. Yeah. Um, or film writing. I mean, I feel like he was probably wasn't the writer for that one. I'm not seeing that. Uh, I'm going to... Uh, no, no. He doesn't really write any most of his... Well, he, he wrote Mimic, which I think Mimic was probably... I mean, that was his first American film. Uh, Don't Pan's Be Afraid Labyrinth. of the Dark. What? He wrote Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, he did? Okay. Um, well, actually, this is uh, kind of cool... You were talking about how most of his movies are like American. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like in the early set of his career, he went back and forth. So Kronos was uh, Mexican. Mimic, to bring up uh, a bad guy, but Mimic was a uh, Weinstein production. Oh, really? Yeah. And I remember that just because of that one book, the, like, the sequel to uh, Easy Rider Raging Bull. Mm-hmm. What was it called? Down and Dirty Pictures? Yeah. Horrible book. It's not a Just horrible because... book. Wow. No, it's 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 horrible. It's a horrible book because of how horrible the Weinsteins were. Yeah. Just like they bullied and nobody liked each other. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that, uh, to get off topic. But um, yeah, and then Devil's Backbone was a Mexican movie. And then Pan's Labyrinth was all in Spanish. Okay, well... I was wrong. I'm doing no, no, that. no. You weren't wrong. It's just like it's cool that he kind of went back and forth. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And then Pacific Rim was very, yeah, like, very just typical uh, Hollywood American-y flash. And then Shape of Water. And then Shape of Water. They all they have a very interesting like diversity of of movies sprinkled out, um, and also between the three of them. I mean, of course, I don't want to there's nothing really similar about them besides that they're men and they're from Mexico. But, uh, it is cool that they all, they all have like their own kind of style. I mean, Del Toro's I feel like is definitely monsters. I mean, he's made that very clear. Alfonso Cuaron, I I think he's more just about like the human condition in general. Uh, his, if I'm looking off of children of men, the ones that I've seen children of men, gravity, 
even Roma. It just feels like all of these people are swept up. It's focused on one person in particular, swept up in truly incredible uh, situations uh, going on around them. Um, and Roma is a little bit different because I think Roma is is more realistic as compared to the other ones. Not that gravity isn't really realis- realistic, but Roma is definitely a little bit more. Uh, it's based in fact. Um, but and then in your Ritu, I think is just more of the. I I, I can't really say I I he, I feel like in your Ritu is more of just like trying to be in or not trying to be. He's more of just the ator, like he's just trying to do things as difficult as possible and make it as weird as possible. Like Revenant, the fact that it was all like shot on, you know, natural lighting, like that was the main thing and that they actually went to like the coldest place to shoot. Um, And like his giant one shot thing in the beginning of the film. Uh, Birdman, I mean, also had that one shot in the middle of Times Square, which must have been so hard. Um, So I think in your reach it really just goes above and be, like tries to make everything as you know artistic and 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 hard as possible um and still pulls it off you know yeah that's uh that's why i think uh out of the three um in your read two is like i'm not the biggest like i mean the oh, great I think films, he goes to just I, he goes to I, ham yeah yeah hmm. it's just like I'm not the his films don't connect with me all the way. Yeah. Like I feel like 21 Grams and Babel would all be good movies to watch. I just don't think they would stick in my mind. Well, you um, haven't watched it yet, so, so you don't know. Here's uh, like let's play the game. Uh, uh, Mary kill or fuck. <gasps> Sorry, yeah, I saw a clown. Walk this is by. a radio show. Um, yeah. Um, okay. Well, you would have to. I feel like I'd have to marry Del Toro. I mean, he is such an adorable little. Yeah, you're right. I would marry Del Toro. I would marry him, and it would be a glorious wedding. I I feel like Um, he would make a good. Also, quick side note in this very inappropriate game: uh, apparently, Del Toro's father was kidnapped in '97, uh, the same year that uh, Mimic came out. Um, And guess who paid the ransom? Uh, Harvey Weinstein. No, James Cameron. Whoa, he paid the ransom that's... of a million dollars in cash. Um, yeah. This is insane. What? Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, James Cameron. I guess James Cameron met him on the set of his film, Kronos. Um, Del Toro's first film, Kronos. He was just like, and so then how he... are you doing? You're like, oh, my dad's kidnapped. No, no, no. His like, dad oh, got kidnapped in 97. Um, uh-huh. So this was a little bit later. And then whenever, so he paid the back, the dad came back, and then... Um, that's when Del Toro, or yeah, Del Toro was like, "Yeah, I gotta gotta move out of Mexico." Um, oh wow! And he said, "Did in they a, get the? Did they get the person who kidnapped?" Um, I feel like James Cameron could like send out like a you know. The culprits were. This is according to um, www.wikipedia.org. Notice it's yeah. an org, so it's very reliable. Um, but it says that the culprits were never apprehended. Um, Whoa. and the money was never recovered. Uh, you think it was James Cameron? <laughs> I don't want <laughs> no comment. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, but in 2018, he said, "Every day, every week, something happens that reminds me that I'm in involuntary exile from my country." Um, so wow, kind of wow. sad, kind of sad a, life. Or, oh, really you, dark. You. Yeah. So I would want to marry that dude. 
He seems like he's yeah. been through. Okay, what what are you doing? What are you talking about? You were they just got puffily. Um. Uh. I would have sex with uh, Alfonso. Um. Well, actually. Ow! Um, stop. Ignitu. Okay, something's going on. You're just like. I don't know. You're is. doing something. Okay, whatever. Just stop moving. Um, no, uh, Alfonso, I think, would be the best one to have sex with just because his movie, uh, You to Mama Tambin, hmm. is all about sex. Oh. So you think yeah, he's done so a lot he of would, study on it? He, yeah, he would know, you know, I feel like he would maybe know how to get it on. Hmm. Uh, and then I would kill the guy, I can't pronounce his last name. Wow. You know what? Yeah. Just because of that, um, also, that's kind of cool that his film, uh, Igni, I, um, Igni, in English, it translates to And Your Mother Too. Uh, oh. It was nominated for a Best Original Screenplay at the Academy Awards. Wait, why uh, Two Mama Tambin is And Your Mama Too? And Your Mother Too, yes. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. Uh, but it was he got a lot of accolades for that film. Uh, that was two thousand one. Uh, Apparently, it's pretty good. Yeah, so it did a lot for the man. Um, that's probably what made him got his success in a way. Uh, but he also had three fo- uh, features before that. Um, he did over the past ten years. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I-, I would switch it. I would. I would definitely have copious amounts of intercourse with. Uh, in Yuritu. Now why? Um, because you are insensitive uh, to his name, and I don't, ins- I, no, I do no, not I, like I'm to not... imagine you mispronouncing his name as you you whip blows oh. upon upon him, um, and, and you wish him ill will. Um, no, that's not why I'm killing him. I'm uh, not killing him because I can't pronounce his last name. I'm killing him just because I don't see. I feel like. Alfonso is the better lover mm. of sex. I think Del Toro, in the long run, is the better lover, <laughs> which is why I'm marrying him. <laughs> they should have. They should change that. Well, no, I mean it won't catch no, on. It's, it's a nice. I feel like it's kind of. I, I, I feel like kill is maybe a little too harsh. Yeah, maybe just constantly like mispronounce that. their name instead, because that's basically <laughs> killing someone. Um. Any. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's killing their like, like you know, some the reason why people have kids or, you know, try to become famous is to keep their namesake. Mm-hmm. And it would be horrible if like you work your whole life and then people just mispronounced your name. So it's like they will remember my name, Jimmy, and then people thought you said Timmy. You're like ah, oh, I remember Timmy. It's kind of like uh, from Parks and Rec, that one dude. Oh, Jerry. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, um, also just going back to Inuritu being the uh, tour of the group, um, drinking some liquids there, uh, he, in 2017, he, he made a virtual reality thing as well, so it's, I think it's very definite, uh, I think, uh, Alfonso Cuaron is probably the most, uh, Hollywood, like more of the middle of the road of the three, you know. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, he uh, he's well. Actually, I was about to say he ventured onto Netflix, but uh, technically, 
uh, Del Toro had a bunch of Netflix stuff with his animated show Troll Hunters. Oh, yeah. Del Toro. Del Toro. They're all just having fun, but I feel like Del Toro just loves monsters and is just like, monsters in it? There. And he's just kind of. He loves them so much. But I also, Del Toro doesn't have. Yeah, he has the thing of being. Well, I guess Pan's Labyrinth. I feel like Pan's Labyrinth is probably his. I think he kind of. uh, Pan's Labyrinth was his passion project. Like, Pan's Labyrinth was his Roma, you know? And I don't yeah. think Inuritu really has had. I mean, I, I, okay, well, we haven't seen all of his films, um, but I don't know if he's had the. Okay, I don't want to comment about that then, because uh, I haven't seen more than half of his films. Uh, yeah, like September 11th apparently is a. Uh, yeah, oh, well, I mean, I wonder if he was involved that was in first... that. Um, in September 11th. Oh, 9/11. He it, was well. I mean, the whole world was affected. Yeah, I, I know, but I mean, like, obviously, if he was, Ew. I don't. know. I mean, okay, yeah, I guess. I, but if he was like in involved in it in some ways, uh, are you talking about? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Involved? Okay, sorry. No, involved as in like if he was in New York when it happened or something. But it's actually kind of interesting. <laughs> oh, okay. It's an international film composed. It was eleven different filmmakers. Um, each from different countries uh, and their own. Actually, whoa, this sounds really cool because it's all these different filmmakers making a film about looking at 9-11 from their point of view, from their when from their different countries, like th- how they saw 9-11 from different places around the world. Let's see um, who's... Huh, okay, so apparently Sean Penn is our representation of USA. <laughs> Sean Penn? Yeah, he's you mean the, the American actor? director. <laughs> Wait, what? He's, Why? Di- he's the director. Oh, great. Is that yeah. his one thing? <laughs> That's it. Well, no, actually, uh, Sean Penn does have a, a, like an actual, uh, he directed, Sean Penn did direct Into the Wild, oh. which uh, is it. on the top. Uh, 250 uh, IMDb page. But I gotta talk to you. Uh, I gotta watch the, that film, honestly. Well, I, I feel like I need to watch because honestly, I think In Your Redo is probably would be my favorite of these three. Um, He's the only but one I just, that I know. I just, I mean, about. Birdman was just so amazing. Revenant was so so, uh, but well, um, Birdman has a special place in my heart. That's, I remember I was super pumped. Michael Keaton kind of in a way was coming back. Uh, you know, the whole uh, superhero vibe was out, and I didn't really know what the movie was about. Mm-hmm. And I was so happy to yeah. see that it was not a superhero movie. Yeah, yeah, because that was the. Uh, I, I thought it would might have been like riding on the tails of, and it kind of in a in a, a weird way it rode on the tails of like Dark Knight because it was uh, it was kind of in a way an allegory for like Michael Keaton's like career. dealing with coming off of Batman and always just being thought of as as Batman. Um, so, it and then also very, brought was, Michael Keaton into the light. Uh, again, it made him like kind of um, brought him back from like, I feel like he really wasn't doing much. Uh, well, I mean, he was one, he was one of those actors. You just didn't really hear anything about. Yeah. Um, and then, and then all of a sudden he's in spotlight and, and uh, he was in that founder movie, I guess. Yeah. That didn't do too well, but, no. If, I mean, he's still, uh, he was just actually at a, a table reading of a, in L.A. 
They had a table viewing with John Mulaney, uh, Nick Kroll, uh, him, and somebody else uh, doing the whole script of uh, My Dinner with Andre, which is kind of interesting. Oh, um, yeah, that's that's a lot of people for my dinner with Andre. That's a lot of what do you mean? Well, oh. How many people are doing the table? There reads? was four. So there's there's the two guys. There's the waiter. Who's the fourth? Uh, there's probably a fourth. Isn't um, isn't uh, what's his face? The guy that uh, Spider-Man, what's his name? Toby Maguire. Isn't he in that film? Toby Maguire yeah. is in Dinner with My Dinner with Andre. Is he? No. Oh, I haven't seen yeah. the film. I th- I thought well, I saw I mean, still. Michael Keaton. He he actually tell you the truth. Yeah, his he it Birdman really did seem like it resurrected his uh, career mm. uh, because after that he did you know uh, Spotlight, uh, Spider Man, mm-hmm. Homecoming. He was amazing as the Vulture, mm-hmm. and uh, he's gonna be in that Dumbo movie. Who is this? Oh, oh, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Yeah. Well, anyways, we should... What time is it? Uh, oh, yeah, we should definitely move on to... Uh, oh, a little bit of static there. Uh, we should definitely move on to um, uh, what we've seen this week. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll, we might... We'll, we probably will talk about a little bit more in detail uh, these directors later. Um, oh, you know, we should do a director uh, thing on Tim Burton. I, I, we, I, I could talk quite a bit on tim burton okay sure fair enough yeah talk about tim burton these days um yeah so uh moving on now to what we've seen since last we spoke uh do you want me to go first because i have a very obvious one um or do you want to yeah actually i i've seen a few so but i would like to hear what you have all right well you go first because you normally take a long time i do okay fine um I saw two movies. Um, I saw this movie called Wise Blood, directed by John Huston. It, it's a Criterion film about. It stars Brad. Uh, uh, shoot, he, he does the voice of Chucky, Brad. Brad Dandolf or something like that. Uh, pe- I, Brad something. Anyways, it's about a guy who was raised super Christiany. And then he comes back home after serving in the army and opens up a church uh, with no Jesus. It's pretty. It's pretty good. He opens up uh, a church with no Jesus. Yeah, he's like they're like, you don't need Jesus to be religious or oh, something like okay. that. Anyways, uh, and then the other movie. I thought that movie was okay. I wouldn't like suggest to go like go out and see it. But uh, another movie I saw was um, Wild Strawberries, which was uh, an Igmar Bergman film. And uh, it was pretty good. I really liked it. I would suggest people to go see that movie. Mm. It's about an aging uh, man who's getting an honorary degree. But as he's traveling to get his honorary degree, he uh, reminisces about his past and kind of like, like remembers his youth. It it seems it, it's weird. Ingmar Bergman. I always, whenever I see his about to see his films, I think I'm gonna be depressed or something. And then mm-hmm. his movies always end like on a happy note. I'm like, oh, this is this is good. Yeah, this did not make me sad. Yeah, same with Seven Seal. It kind of ended with a happy. It it ended on a very. I mean, in my opinion, like a like it's good to be alive. 
type of uh, ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um. So is that your movie? Those are my two movies. So my so film. Go see I, Wild Strawberries. The film that I saw, as I mentioned earlier today, uh, or th- this show, uh, is a little movie called Us, which, for those of you who may not know, is the second feature uh, from Jordan Peele from his Monkey Paw Productions, uh, and um, also from Universal Pictures. It went to South by Southwest and very, which only recently ended and very quickly had a. Uh, release. Not sure if it was a limited release. If it's only in New York, is it is it playing anywhere in Pittsburgh? Us? Yeah, I feel like it. It should. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I watched it, and yeah. uh, I guess I. Ha- is it okay if I say things then, Zach? Just don't don't ruin the ending. Maybe. I okay. No, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Um. I right now I feel like it's something I still need to process. It's not as uh I'd say cut it's a little bit more deeper of a metaphor. Um like it get out was I think a little bit like on the nose uh what it was about. Um everything was kind of obvious and it was it was also kind of uh yeah, get out was more on the nose. One thing I would say for people who are going to go see it, do research on Arms Across America, uh, which is something I think they didn't really explain at all in the film. Uh, and it helps if you know what that is, because it makes it a little because we looked it up afterwards. It's something that happened in the 80s uh, in which uh, people just held hands. Oh, uh, hands across. America. Oh, yeah. Hand, hands. You know about it? Well, the only reason why I know about it is uh, there's a scene in The Simpsons where uh, they're doing like a flashback and everybody's doing the hands across America, but Homer's on the couch. Oh, it's a, okay. It's a funny scene. So that 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 is a major play in this film, um, the arms across America. So if you know what that is, that's the one thing I would say to like you should know about before coming in because I was kind of like, wait, what is this thing? And it, it does help. Uh, with your understanding of the film, um, so the film's set in the eighties. No, uh, it's not. It's it's in a way, it's the antithesis of Arms Across America, I guess. Uh, of like what See, it is, that, kind of. Well, makes me go like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, no, I know. I'm I'm sprucing it up a, a little bit. It's, how it's how much of Tim Heidecker is there? Oh, uh, a good enough a good amount i'd say which okay. i was uh, i was kind of pissed. i was like okay hopefully he's not in just that one scene that's in the in the trailer and like he might yeah. show up but there is a scene that he uh he comes back in um and he's he's he has a pretty interesting role uh so yes tim I, heidecker okay. is so that that, that was probably me... my favorite part the tim heidecker part um <laughs> but uh yeah so one sec. Um, would I recommend it? Um, yeah, yeah no, I would I definitely recommend money? it. I would definitely recommend money. We live in New York, so we got a really overpriced ticket, which was pretty annoying. So yeah. I think I was kind of miffed. Um, even more overpriced than what typical New York tickets are. Um, so I was a little miffed uh, at that. Um, because I was like, that was not worth that amount of money. Um, but 
Um, I would recommend it. I think it still needs to sink in a little bit more with me. Honestly, when I left, my first feeling was underwhelmed. Um, but it's just there's just so many deep things in it that I think you need to rewatch it again, which I I I might do whenever it comes out. But I'm so bad at rewatching films. Um, so yeah. Uh, so yes, I, I would be excited to watch it and I am interested to see what you have to say about it. I, you know what, Uh, if I have the courage and the wherewithal, maybe I'll go see it tonight. I mean, it is playing all over this great city of Pittsburgh. Oh, well, good. Well, we're about to leave. One of the things I do want to say also as well about it is it, it gave me, um, Night of the Living Dead vibes. Um, it it felt like a a modern, funnier version of Nine of the Living Dead, but also with more oh, money. Oh, so it is funny. It's yeah, it's still Jordan Peele funny. You know, it still is has a little bit. Is there a scene of... where it like zoom like oh Matil. into the character and the character goes like, "You don't understand, it's us." No, uh, but there and is somebody... there is a really I don't want to say anything else that that does not happen. Anyways, this is be... I'm gonna play out. Uh, <laughs> Tarantula by Beck, which is a song Ooh, from that's... Roma. Um, oh, I didn't know Beck did a song <clears throat> in Roma. Yeah, well, this is from Spotify, so hopefully I'm correct. If not, it's a soothing song. Um, okay. Yeah, so uh, thank you all for listening, uh, and we'll you. be back next week with um, the song, or uh, with the interview with Eileen Lee. Alright, Godspeed all, and good night. Love you. Despite the world's inside of me Pushing me away I've noticed in others' eyes The time's closing in And when the thunder breaks It breaks for you and me Choking and holding me Expecting me